rockzone.com. Now, Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And we do welcome you to Two Guys and a Mic. Thanks for joining us. Midweek Wednesday, a couple of days before the big day. Happy holidays to everybody out there. Been off for a couple of days here. I want to thank uh, our fine guys that filled in yesterday. Uh, Neil, no stones, Malones, and of course Monday, Jordan Burnfield filling in for myself. I much, much appreciate that. And I say I've been off for two days. And uh, producer David Olson, many people would argue that I've been off for about six weeks which is about as long as we've been on the air. Hard to believe, but time flies when you're having fun. Six weeks on the TalkZone.com, at least I think that's what it is. Only about three, four shows left in the year. 2009 as we look ahead to the next year, the next decade, and what hopefully will be a long and industrious run here on Two Guys in a Mic, TalkZone.com. Thanks for joining us. Lots of sports to talk about. We've got a big weekend coming up. Uh Packed with football, of course, NBA basketball, NHL hockey heating up. Good time. Good time to be a sports fan right now. And if you're not an NBA fan and you like college basketball, that's right out there for you, too. Some of the top teams in the country playing yesterday. Texas is a team, somehow, that has escaped my viewing knowledge, being the true professional that I am. Laugh track, please. See, my other show, I used to actually control the sound effects. And it would be like force of habit. Every time I'd say the true professional that I am, boom, index finger, button number seven, laugh track would be a signal. But thank God that's gone. Thank you very much. But uh you know, I try to follow the college game, catch all the teams somehow. The fighting longhorn of Texas have escaped my path and they shouldn't because apparently they uh had a big win last night and that, it, it totally escaped me, but they beat North Carolina over the weekend. So I gotta check them out. But college hoops is right out there for you, NBA basketball and I will tell you that my partner today had two guys in a mic. Yes, coach. One of the best basketball minds, if I could throw out a big word here, an aficionado of sorts. Mark Carmen, who's been here it's about 90 minutes, 95 minutes pre-preparation. Great dedication to the cause, Mark. Great to see you, and nice you could make it in. It's me and Auerbach right there, me and Red. We both are <laughs> brilliant minds with the round ball, and I appreciate you saying that, Coach. I have been studying this game since I was... a new book, was... you, you, Me and Auerbach by me, Mark Carmen. Me and Red having lunch at the Chinese place. Did you ever read Red's book written by John Feinstein? Uh, I believe it's called A Table or something with Red. Uh, Red likes the Chinese food. He's got this special table that he goes to. He's got his crew that he brings over there, 10, 11 guys. Uh, Feinstein wanted in the group, got in the group, started having lunch with Red, ended up writing a book. Red, of course, a very fascinating man, good, uh, fine Jewish man. Happy holidays to you, Coach. You know, I did get a book. Thank you very much. Happy uh, Hanukkah to you and yours, and please keep your hands off mine. Um, We are Jews. Last Christmas, sort of. I believe my wife gave me the book, Bill Russell. Mm Mm-hmm. Writing a book about Red Auerbach, Coach and Me, I think is the name of the book. That's and I did not read it, and actually, it's in my giveaway pile. But don't. Hopefully, my wife is not listening to the show. You know, the thing about books, Coach, you get a lot more out of them if you actually do open them up and turn yes. the pages and read them. I'm it's trying true. to do that myself lately. Yeah, I've just started Rick Tellender's uh, book, Heaven Is a Playground, ah. 30, 35 year anniversary of that one. I was going to say it's about time you got to Rick Tellender's. Uh, 
historic book that's not exactly uh, recent on the market. No, but I'm an old I'm an old school guy. This way, it makes me feel like I was a '70s player. I lived in that scene. I was a, I was around a Fly Williams. I I danced and I brung it on the New York City playgrounds mm-hmm. back in the day when you wore the Converse All Stars. I need that feeling, Coach, because. I love being present, but I also like going back to the past. It's sometimes mm-hmm. like to go further back to the past. So an old school book is a, is a great way to go. You're a man of tremendous rich heritage and tradition. No question about it, Mark. At our daily quandary, sometimes we have it planned, sometimes not. Today we didn't have it planned, but I think it's right there for you. There's still a couple of days left of holiday shopping, actually just today and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our listeners, of course, hopefully uh, of the sports variety, what is the best sports book? Not movie. Best sports book. Not move. What's the best sports book you have read, something you could recommend to our listeners to possibly buy as a gift to the sports fan in their life? The best sports book that you have read. 888-463-6748. You can email us at Mike2Guys. That's M-I-C number two. Mike2Guys at AOL.com. And it does preface, Mark, by um, establishing the fact that you do, in fact, read books. Yeah. Right, mine is I can't accept not trying. Michael Jordan, I can't accept not trying. I also like his picture book by uh, Walter Ias, the uh, Rare Air, where you get to page through it. It's a very wide, nice, good coffee table type of purchase. Rare Air, a good, good one. Uh, other sports books that come to mind. Shocking, these are all Michael Jordan related, but Sam Smith's The Jordan Rules, an interesting mm-hmm. one that came out after the first championship run that painted Jordan in a negative light. Guy, sort of a tyrant around the team. Of course, most guys who win are like that. Larry Bird was that way. Magic Johnson was that way. So I thought that Sam, uh, albeit a very good read, might have been a little unfair at certain points. By the way, Sam does great work for the Bulls.com, doing a nice job on that website as I mm-hmm. try to kiss his tuchus on this uh, <laughs> day before Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, you mentioned the Red Auerbach book. You want to read great uh, – uh, there's a couple of them, but, but even more supreme, more traditional, more philosophical, more educational than Red Auerbach. And that's tough because he's one of the great minds. Johnny Wooden. Mm-hmm. You read any of the books about Johnny Wooden or by John Wooden, including one of my favorites of all time, just quotes, words of wisdoms. I forget what it's called. I'll have to find that out. By Johnny Wooden. I mean, that guy. He is like – Somebody, you know, he's just every, you almost hang on every word. There is great wisdom upon us, and the wisdom is in its simplicity. Mm-hmm. The way he coached, too. Well, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that, Coach, because uh, I don't know if you are aware, but I was in Scottsdale, Arizona for the last five days trying to turn John Wooden right into myself. The last five days? The last five days. You de- flew in for the show? December 17th to the 22nd. I did get back yesterday. I appreciate I have, your coming back for today's show. But I have been in town less than 24 hours, and I think that's a pretty impressive feat to get to two guys in a mic in that time frame. Normally, people need to adjust back to the city for a lot longer before making the move. But when I was out there, I took a... Uh, what they call cardio tennis coach. Cardio tennis is a hour and a half program. Guy keeps you moving. You hit the forehand, you hit the backhand, he gives you the approach shot. You maybe get a lob, run back, pick up five balls, come back down, get back in line. Just a good, you know, hour and a half, get the heart rate going. You did say a guy keeps you moving. Well, you know, there are girls in the class, Coach, so ah, okay. the quicker you get back to the was, end of the line, the quicker you can view a skirt from the rear. To, trying to build up my cardio on the visual arm. Right. So, well, I'm just, you know, mentioning to you, Coach, that yes. there, there are females in there, and uh, you want to view them on the tennis court because they tend to wear outfits that are exciting mm-hmm. for the male, and I certainly was in that corner of uh, viewing yeah, the women. I'm sure many of the females right back at you, single attractive guy like I yourself, probably it. going with the short shorts. 
Don't kid yourself. There were a couple of eyes fixated on you. I did have my Jimmy Connor white short on <laughs> that uh, you could see the un- the underbelly. But at any rate, Coach, continuing on on this story, the tennis coach. Yes, sir. I had such a great time that he offered, do you want to come and hit in the afternoon with my juniors that are high-level kids that are making their way mm-hmm. up? And I said, of course. And he didn't mention the $25 fee to do that, but that's okay. No big deal, Coach Tom. I'm okay with it. It's, uh, you know, what's 25 bucks to Coach Tom? I'm happy to give. But so we get out there with the juniors, and he says, do you know the five things that make a successful athlete. This is tying it back to the point okay. of John Wooden. Very good. And the whole class was, well, I don't even know about it. My senses were so heightened to hear what he thought were the five things that made a successful athlete. He talked about concentration. He talked about determination. He said, he said, you got it. He said, faith, you got to believe in yourself. So I thought that faith? was faith. You faith. gotta have the okay, faith. Yeah, you gotta, faith. you gotta have the belief. Okay. Concentration, determination, faith. Um, and I forgot the other two, coach, but that's. Well, how about hard work? Uh, that, or, I, I'm not exactly sure what word he chose for hard work, but I think that might have been mm-hmm. in there. I asked my friend who was with me on the trip to talk to, uh, coach Tom and get those five for me. Of course, he probably mm-hmm. forgot because he drinks too much and is not, uh, generally present at all and will not, mm-hmm. you know, I don't even question, I wonder if he'll even show up at class again. But nevertheless, coach, I was so fixated. Of course, I forgot the words, but just just like you said with John Wooden, when you get around somebody who coaches people, and this guy was, you know, he's a, I don't know, I, I don't even know his resume if he's a great coach or not a great coach, but it was so interesting just to hear because co- competing is uh, highly challenging, and mm-hmm. you've got to. There's a lot of people out there that like to win. John Cohn likes to win. Jordan Burnfield likes to win. Neil Malone likes to win. Brady Stiff likes to win. David Olson likes to win. Mark Carmen likes to win. Everybody wants to win. How do you get to the top of the mountain? What are the traits that get you there? I think it's fascinating. You know, it is indeed. And if you have any words of wisdom for Mark Carmen, up-and-coming sports talk host has been struggling to put a mile over the past uh, 3, 4, 12, 13 easy. years. But, you know, he's on his way out. There's no question about it. Just a slightly longer climb than he had anticipated. <laughs> Call it Mount Everest. I'm about to, I'm, I'm still feel like I'm at the bottom. But thank hey. you very much, Coach. I've been trying to switch into a positive attitude. And I'm not going to let you put that on me, but go right ahead. 888-463-6748. You can email Mike2Guys at AOL.com. I was looking at the list and trying to evaluate your you know potential. And uh, some you come through and some you you not exactly flying color. Well, Concentration. I'm talking about your radio career. Probably not. One of your what, greatest strengths. What would you base my lack of concentration on? I'm not saying that I, I disagree with you. I've worked with, with you. you over the past six years. So you don't think that I have, a, have an ability it's to an, focus? It's an attention deficit situation. It's, it's, <laughs> in, it's in actually an enjoyable and likable way. But, yeah, I would not rate no. concentration and focus as a top ten. Uh... Do, would you say at all, though, in your expert analysis, that, yes. that some of that lack of concentration and lack of focus falls on yourself for your own uh, waywardness that a, a, a regular man, a normal guy, could not concentrate and could not focus working next to you for six years. No. Not at all. No. no. Okay. Thank you for and asking you're, And that. you're absolutely correct, by the yeah. way. Very good analysis. Right. Thank, Thank you, Coach. Thank you very much. Uh, determination. Me. Determination, I would give you uh, you know, pretty good grades there. I think you're a determined young man. Faith and belief in yourself uh, up top of the ladder. I think you truly believe in yourself, so you high high effort there or high grades in that category now effort and follow through here's where we may struggle a little bit determination is there 
but at times the effort and follow-through is there as I give you a quick grading over two guys and a mic on your future career. No, You know what, Coach, uh, and I wasn't, this is clearly not where I was directing the conversation, <laughs> but I'm glad that you jumped right in there and went, Professor, and pointed out my shortcomings, but that's okay. You know, And, and I stress no, the positives as well. Absolutely, and I, well, I think the, the key uh, for myself and for yourself and for anybody else out there, Coach, yep. is we're all a work in progress. This is not anything, uh, you know, if you have your issues out there, I think the important thing to remember is that you can overcome them. Now, you're talking about my lack of focus and my ADD, which is severe, and I mm-hmm. take seven pills a day. Actually, I don't, but uh, maybe I should. So, I've got a co- couple here you can try. Coach, what, my, what I'm saying is, is that if you have that belief and you have the ability you have it inside of you, Bravey. You can do it. Just it's a, it's a matter of committing to it. And I, I, here's another lesson that I learned on this fine Arizona trip. The first mm-hmm. time we went out to golf, right? I didn't keep score. I had a horrible round. I don't. I mean, I didn't care. I was heavily uh, enjoying myself, if you will, and it didn't really matter. But the second, and I, that's how I normally play golf. I, do you keep a, a meticulous score? Do you I hold start your- out attempting to keep score, and then usually after the first three holes, uh huh, if it hits my normal route. Uh, no, then I stop. Right, and you know you pick up balls. You don't play a hole. You're, right. You know you, you hit in the water. You drop wherever you want. You play yep. with. We play with your partner. It's when, you a, get, when you get double digits per hole, I mean, really, what's the difference between a ten, eleven, and a twelve? Right. At that point, it doesn't matter that much. But see, here's what I did. I had an epiphany out there that I was just going to play the round mm-hmm. the right way. I okay. was going to. I was going to. Every stroke was going to count. If I hit in the water, I was going to drop out one in, two out, three. Okay, there you go. I was going to play it the right way. and what, So I ended up going through the round, and I progressively got better. Mm-hmm. 54 on the front, 49 on the back. I had a birdie on the back nine. Okay, which is not a great round by any normal golfer who plays uh, criteria. But the point is, at the end of it, Coach, I felt a lot better. Like I, like it was a fun round. I challenged myself. Mm-hmm. I, I got, you know, I, I was holding myself to a certain standard. And I think when you do that, when yep. you actually hold yourself up to meeting some form of expectation that you have of yourself, or at mm-hmm. least trying, then you get the reward if you are able to get there. Mm-hmm. So I think setting those goals for yourself is very key in life on this day before Christmas Eve. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Help yourself out. Help me out. Help coach out. Help Dave Wilson out. I think, think your uh, lesson you on the golf help. course. Don't want to put that on you at all. Thank you very much. <laughs> Help the Bulls out. Help Northwestern out. By the way, the only two teams in town worth watching are the Northwestern Wildcat men's basketball team mm-hmm. and the Chicago Blackhawks. I know you're a glass-half-full guy, Coach, and as I Ooh. sway through every uh, topic possible in the first 20 minutes here, but uh, you know the Bulls are pretty bad. The Bears are nearly done. The Who else do we got in this town? Uh, Chicago Wolves are having an off year. Yeah, the Wolves Our are NHL having an hockey team. DePaul... UIC basketball, not good. DePaul, I don't want to sit here and complain. Our listeners outside of Chicago don't want to hear that. Don't worry about the listeners outside of Chicago. We're not not complaining. There's no complaints. They'll turn it around, and I don't even care if they do. Loyola, by the way, you want to talk positive, (laughs) 9-2, the Ramblers, which, by the way, Coach, I don't know. I booked a guest for today's show. Actually, he doesn't know about it, and you don't know about it, but he's a huge New York guy, New York basketball fan. He was an assistant coach on the Loyola basketball team for the last two years leading into this year. Mm Mm-hmm. Then he left. Miraculously, they're nine and two. Coincidence? I say not. What do you think? Who is the? It's not Pat Baldwin. No, no, no. Pat Baldwin is very much immersed in the Loyola program, okay. still doing a great mm-hmm. job alongside Jim White. So this is Steve Gruthius, who, by the way, is a great basketball coach. And now he just wanted to move home, but mm-hmm. and I'm just poking fun at him. But 
Nevertheless, he's a huge Knicks fan and hates the Chicago Bulls. Hatred, hatred, hatred. Yeah, I know uh, uh, co-host yesterday, Neil Stones, Malones, and yourself talked about that uh, Bulls blowing a 35-point lead. I did not see it, read about it. I mean, that, and you're right, the ultimate test to the glass-half-full sports optimist like myself, wow, 35-point lead? Mid-third quarter, I mean, that is unbelievable. You have to really work to do that, and it came in a situation where the Bulls had won two wins in a row, you know, two games in a row. A young team starting to gain their confidence. That was actually a big win that they wasted away. It would have been a big one for them. And also on the basketball front, want to throw out, uh, even to our listeners not in the Illinois or Missouri area, if you want to watch a good college basketball game, one of the more underrated rivalries in all the college hoop tonight, 8.30, they call it the border war, Mark. Always a good game. Missouri taking on the Fighting Illini, and they do it in St. Louis, correct? That is a great one, and yes, I believe that game is in St. Louis. Double-check that real and quick You'll here. see literally half the crowd. I mean, they divide it right down Section 14, Row A, Column 5, however it's divided. I mean, literally, you can see the orange shirt mm-hmm. sitting next to the Missouri black and what is Missouri, black and orange? Close enough. <laughs> and half, that, black and orange, half but... that place will be full with Missouri fans, half of Malini fans, the border war, 8.30 Central Time, ESPN2. Great college hoops game, regularly one of the best um, non-tournament rivalries in college basketball. Yeah, that one at the Scott Trade Center in St. Louis. The yep. Illini off to a solid start, Coach, at 8-3. and three. And the game that I'm looking forward to with Illinois, though, is December the 30th. The Northwestern Wildcats going down to Champaign to open Mm -hmm. up the Big Ten season. That'll be interesting to see if the Cats can Mm -hmm. compete on the main stage there down in Champaign. And I think the Big Ten season... It's going to be real exciting. It's going to be a great run, and hopefully, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm not going to what I am rooting for those Wildcats. I think that's fairly out there. So mm-hmm. maybe this will be the year that Northwestern can go dancing. They're at ten and one. Ten and one. That's correct, right? They won last night. Yep. Beat Central Connecticut A and I of uh, Southeast Louisiana or some school like that. But... Northern Central Eastern Western Connecticut, who came in at three and five, <laughs> and is now three and six. Very good point. Ten and one. Their ninth straight win for the Cats. My question mm-hmm. to you, Coach. Or not my question, but you figure they've got two more non-conference games against the University of Texas Pan American head coach Ryan Marks, a good friend of the program here, good friend of mine who uh, is coming to bring his one and eleven Bronx to Welsh Ryan. <laughs> so I think we can count that one up as a W. So that's tw- eleven wins for Northwestern, and then they have Chicago State. You figure that's twelve wins, right? So you, generally twenty wins gets you in the tournament, right? Yep. That's eight and ten in the Big Ten for them to get there. Or even seven and you know seven and eleven, mm-hmm. they uh, they win a game in the conference tournament they're in. Mm-hmm. So Northwestern, they're knocking on the door, coach. And the reason Mark is emphasizing that, folks out there, and again we don't want to cry over spilt sports milk here in the city of Chicago as we head to a break. But our beloved Northwestern Wildcats, located about twenty minutes north of the city, have never have never been to the NCAA Big Tournament. Right, we just mocked... This could be our year. We just mocked Central Connecticut, Eastern, Western, Northern mm-hmm. State. They've been to the tournament three times. There you go. And they were there in 2006 and yeah. seven. lost to Ohio State, led by Greg Oden. Coach, I know you knew all that, so... Mocking is what we do here on Sports Talk Radio. we got to take a quick break. Speaking of basketball, Carmen, I either deserve a trip to the hospital for true sickness or some kind of basketball award. When we come back, I will talk to you about a moment of greatness or sadness that I happened to be yesterday, and you can decide whether it's uh, sad or glad. Trip to the hospital. 888-463-6748, our daily quandary today. Best 
sports book you have read, what would you recommend to any of our uh, last-minute shoppers out there? Not movie. Best sports book. 888-463-6748. David Olson, my bodyguard, our producer today, coach in the car. I'm two guys and a mic. Back in about 47 seconds. calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone all right we're back talkzone.com thank you again for joining us midweek wednesday couple of days till christmas hope everybody out there is having a great holiday season sports and or otherwise mark carmen Sitting in with uh, the coach today on Two Guys and a Mic. We do it every Monday through Friday, 10 till 11 Central Time. Tomorrow, Mark, a good friend of yours, Brian Bauer, will be sitting his rather large keister down on seat number two. He has a great rear end. That's very exciting. <laughs> uh, now, I had mentioned right before the break that yesterday, yes, and I've done this once before about five, six years ago, but you know how I'm a high school hoops fan. I do know that. And I, I tweeter again, this could be great dedication to basketball, or this could be total sickness and disregard to the rest of my life. Okay. Yesterday, Wheeling High School, local tournament. Yes. They, they got games going on all day. And typically, I will uh, go out during the holiday season. Holiday basketball tournaments are the best. I love I mean, them. You can go watch, you know, two games here, a couple of games there. Went over to Wheeling High School, 9 o'clock in the morning for the consolation round. This is day two of the tournament. You are so vintage. Watched a little loser's bracket competition, four consecutive loser bracket games, four consecutive winner bracket games. Left at 10 o'clock at night. I watched eight consecutive high school basketball games and loving it every minute. Now, now did you eight really, now, did you really love it every minute when you're sitting uh, there? How there, bored are you? Cause I know at some points you have to be bored. No, actually not. Never bored. Each game had its own little entry. And, and the one thing great about high school hoops, no TV timeouts. The games move along. Very, very quick. There was one game that was a blowout. The other seven were pretty competitive. Each game, you know, I know some of the coaches, know some of the players, so it's like a little bit of a melodrama each game. And uh, and they also have an outstanding coach's hospitality room. Uh-huh. Even though I'm not a coach, you know, and I'm not technically a media member, if you walk in like you belong, it's like a wedding. Yeah. Right? If right. you look like you belong, you can get free. I had free food and I could eat all day. So, so eating and watching high school hoops didn't get any better. So you stole food, if I may throw you Not under the really. bus. Well, that's stealing. You don't belong, well, right? Act, you know, technically you, a media member. If well, you, wanna. you and you are a media member, a coach, and. You are a basketball coach, are you not? North yes. Shore Country Day. So really, I mean, let's not throw yourself under the bus there. You're on Eight title. consecutive games. All right, but, but let's go back to the food spread here. How many cookies did you have? 
uh, four, and they were all the oatmeal raisin. I passed up the peanut butter, passed up the chocolate chip. Was there any hot dog or cheeseburger or anything like that going on? There was, but I passed it up. So watching a little so, cholesterol situation on the holidays. Okay, nine in the morning till you have to. Did you Left say ten, ten, ten at night? So all you had all day was four cookies, or was there like a chip, a dip? What did you have to well, eat? You asked me if there was hot dogs or ham. I had about four bowls of pasta. A little homemade chicken rice soup. They had some fried chicken there, a little salad action, a couple of Subway sandwiches. It was beautiful. How many times? Do Two you think, bananas. How many times do you think you hit the hospitality tent, if you had to guess? Would that be like a what? Seven or eight. So what, basically at the end of every game, a little quick trip to the hospitality? Yeah, a lot of halftime visits, too. I don't know why I find that fascinating, but I do find that fascinating. <laughs> now, Coach, would you say, what was the price to get in? Was there a ticket cost? I did pay the uh, I paid the season tournament pass sixteen bucks for all four days. Sixteen bucks, five for bucks all... to get in. So you okay? So sixteen plus the five. So you're no, 20... no, 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 no. Oh, okay. I could have paid five per day, right? But I might be coming back contribution to the cause. I ate like a pig. What the heck? Sixteen bucks. <laughs> it's a bargain. Now when's the next? Uh, is there action today? I'll be leaving the show. Possibly heading <laughs> over for a consolation round a winner's bracket matchup of the consolation round winners of the consolation absolutely they do belong on our show if we could get any of those coaches on that'd be outstanding oh if you've done something totally sick from a sports sense like that not just this holiday but anytime what was your biggest sports pig out if you will biggest sports pig out and i know for a lot of people it's the bowl season coming up mark although it used to be you know like one or two days Really, when I was growing up, it was one day. Mm-hmm. It was New Year's Day. Right. Now you could basically pick out, I know, like, what? what's tonight? The poinsettable? Uh, you know what, Coach? I shockingly did not put that on my calendar, and I don't have the, mm-hmm. you, since you have the power of the computer, you're going to have to tell me. It's one not- of our uh, young female interns here, uh, who probably will not last a week like the rest of the young female interns, has informed me that, yes, live from San Diego, it is the poinsettable today with Utah, 9-3, and three, taking on California. Eight and four. Underrated contest right there. Should very, be a good one. Excited. Saw BYU got a win last night very uh-huh. uh, easily, if you will. Forgot who they played. Who? Oh, BYU. Oregon State, a good, mm-hmm. very good Oregon State team. That's right. a nice win. I knew that. I was just faking it. Mm-hmm. BYU, Oregon State. Can't get enough college football. By the way, uh, Coach, who do you like in the Rose Bowl? Do you think the Ohio State Buckeyes will get it done? Good ball game. You like that Good guy. Right? You know, I didn't know much about Oregon, Oregon State, and you want to talk any of the bowl games, folks. College football, always one of our top uh, points of discussion here, talkzone.com, 888-463-6748. And I watched the Pac-10 champion, not the Pac-10, yeah, the Pac-10 championship game, mm-hmm. because the winner of that, Oregon, Oregon State, was going to the Rose Bowl, and Mark, I had watched outside of highlights very little, Oregon, Oregon State, but I tapped, taped that baby, watched the entire game. Good stuff. Yes. Good stuff. That was a great ball game. And, uh, yeah, Oregon-Ohio State, that might be one of the best ball games. If I had to pick, I think I'd go with Ohio State. But, boy, that I, let's put it this way. If I was betting money, that would be a game I'd leave alone. Coach, What's the point spread? Do you have it on there? I can find that for you, Coach. Give me just one second while I dial up Glance and Culver. Mm-hmm. Good people, by the uh, way. Glance, I like. Culver, I've always thought, is somewhat questionable. Culver is a little shady. You are spot on on that analysis, <laughs> Coach. Very good. Glance and Culver are not listing that line, Coach, so we're just going to have to move on from that topic. Shockingly, do the listeners, hopefully you guys can survive out there. 888-GO-FOR-IT, <laughs> uh, by the way. On the Talk Zone here at TalkZone.com. Two guys and my coach. Uh, how long has the show been going on now? If I can ask that question. I believe we have hit the six-week 
point. And, of course, only a few shows left here in the year 2009. So do we have it as, as an opportunity to put a best-of show yet uh, come together at six weeks? I did talk to Dave Olson about putting a top ten highlight together. He said, Coach, um, we've only got three right now. Dave Olson looking at us like, are you out of your mind, the best of show? We need seven more highlights to fill on our top ten. Well, because you know, yeah, you got that right. It yeah. might might take us another two, three years. Well, because this time of year on a Christmas Eve, on yeah. a, you know, it's 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 best of show time. Yeah, I'm a little burned out. Are you not? About on the what? whole best of thing, and to add to this year's burnout ad nauseum, mm-hmm. you've got the best of the decade stuff. So. Normally, I like that kind of stuff. It's kind of a, you know, it's I, it's a mind candy, if you will. It's kind of fun to look at, but I am suffering a little bit of best of burnout, just myself. Well, if you're best of burnt out, then there's no need to put the best of uh, tape together. But I thought that there was a couple segments yesterday with uh, Neil Malone that could have made it in there. I thought that your, was, your work with Jordan Burnfield was mm-hmm. right there. I, of course, had some solo shows that have no shot, but uh, there's definitely some moments mm-hmm. on Two Guys in Mike that I think should be archived for the uh, history books. No question That's about it. That's a damn lie, and oh. you know it! <laughs> You're absolutely correct. Well, the nice thing is the shows are archived. Anybody listening to the show, you want to go back to any of the old shows, you got some real slow time during the break, I mean really slow time, check out TalkZone.com, or you can go to TwoGuysMike.com. And some of the past shows, the Mark Carmen experiences are right there for you at your uh, fingertips, literally. You just punch it up. You can hear any of the old shows. It's a wonderful website, TalkZone.com. Well, let me just uh, do a production meeting on the air real quick. Can you really go back to the start and get any show in the last six weeks? Is that correct? You can. Now, now let me ask you another question, David Olson. How long will that – I mean, 10 years from now, can you go back to – December the 24th of 2009, <laughs> if you wanted to? Yep, they're archived indefinitely. Archived indefinitely. Coach, <laughs> indefinitely. Wow. I mean, that's kind of a big-time statement right mm-hmm. there. So for a guy like myself, who, uh, you know, his career could end at any moment, at least I can go back yeah. and think those were the days when I got in at 9.59 and 59 seconds with absolutely no clue what I was going to say and came strong for that hour. That performance was, I think, you know, these are good things for me to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Coach, it's all about me. Now let's get back to you <laughs> and everybody else out there. 888-463-6748. Coach, I, I mentioned the Arizona trip. We were talking about it during the break. Yes. I just want to give one was more. say business trip or no, pleasure no, trip? No, this was me and my friend Rob Ginsburg. Good friend, friend of who? mine, uh, Rob. Ah. Good, 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 fine young man. By the way, during that tennis lesson that we talked about earlier, not Renee, no, not Rachel, but Rob. Yeah, it's very disappointing, Coach. Very I, disappointing. I, I don't do well with women. We've mentioned yeah. that before. If I recall from our previous radio show, uh, there was a story about you and Rob in a hot tub. That's that. We were in the hot tub many times on this trip. See, that was very disappointing. Well, this, you know, these are uh, situations, Coach, that you can't, uh, <laughs> you you need to get past. But I, we we were at the tennis tennis uh little uh, gathering the cardio tennis that i mentioned and he goes the fine teacher says uh where should i build this and uh, he looks at me and he and him and he's like uh you guys in the same room and i'm like that's right same room 1042 at the western curland and uh i i had to mention up at that point by the way there coach town that is two beds in room 1042 two beds 1042 <laughs> let's not get any crazy ideas going on <laughs> And so I just, you know, for all the other females in there, just wanted to let them know that uh-huh. there are two single guys staying at this resort, yeah, and we are the only two single guys at this resort, uh-huh. but we're here. We are available. Two we single are... beds, but you are certainly open for uh, company, shall we say? Absolutely, Coach. Always open for company, coffee, uh, a, a wine, a uh, 
any form of cocktail, even even a, even a muffin, have a good muffin. Why, why not? If you want to go crazy, you could even break open one of those little bottles or open up a candy from the icebox in the hotel room and uh, you know cost yourself seventy five bucks per shot. That's exactly right. My biggest flirt of the trip was with the we went to the Grand Canyon, coach, about oh, a four hour drive. Standing, most beautiful place on earth, possibly the Grand yep. Canyon at sunset. I mean, you cannot beat that. I highly, 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 highly recommend a trip to the Grand Canyon. But the guide was almost as beautiful as the Grand Canyon. 21-year-old Jess took us down on the five-hour hike. And, uh, oh, Je- you did the hike uh, not all the way to the bottom. Not all the way to the bottom. Yeah. We uh, did the one o'clock hike that uh, you go about two hours right. down. We went to the Cedar Ridge, which is, I, I think, roughly halfway down. Mm-hmm. And uh, absolutely beautiful. Snow on the ground. You know, you're talking about uh, winter season up there. Northern Arizona University grad Jess out of Flagstaff. I mean, had that whole Patagonia, mm-hmm. relaxed, uh, hippie type of look on her way to going to Tennessee to How do about some... That? Did you do the drive from Sedona as we talk <laughs> travel here on the uh, two guys in a mic sports talk and drive more of the Sedona. emphasis on more. Did you do the drive from Sedona to Flagstaff over, what is it called, the Oak Canyon Bridge? Or Oak Canyon? We did not do that. Oh, we man. we missed that one out. Really, our only it was our we we uh, we took our shot at the canyon. That was mm-hmm. our one nature extravaganza on this five day. Mm-hmm. Sedona here is absolutely beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. Highly expensive if you don't shop in Sedona. Right. Just I, stop and visit and be careful of the pink jeep tours. Pink jeep tours. That is what's the ultimate tourist trap. That's okay. I can uh, I can avoid that. And I don't know if I'll ever get back there. I did not. I was outvoted by one wife. And two kids. One pick or it G- might have been two wives and one kid, but I got outvoted, and there I was. Joe Tourist in a uh, pink Jeep riding the ridges of Sedonia. But you were smiling. You were having a good time. Things were, could have been worse. It could have been worse. When you, the visa bill came in a couple of weeks later, I wasn't smiling. But at the time, you know, that pink well, Jeep, well, you drive it around in a pink Jeep. Give me a break. What did they cost you for the pink Jeep? Do you remember the exact? Oh, man, uh, for four of us, probably uh, over 100 Okay. Over a hundred for the little. It was like a two-hour, you know, pink. off-road tour. No, that's a hundred. No big deal, mm-hmm. Coach. Little pink Jeep. How often can you? We see actually were planning on, on going to a Flagstaff that evening. We were getting tired though. Did the sunset pink Jeep tour? Uh huh. And then cruised around town, and we found it. We got it. We got one of those deals I've never done before. We got a free hotel room for the night in a beautiful place. But the deal was, the next day we had to go to one of those time-sharing things. Okay. Have you ever done that? I've never gotten a free hotel room for the timeshare, but I pretty much will do anything with the timeshare mm-hmm. uh, to, I'll sit there and I'll nod and then say no and leave. I'm very okay. good at that, but go ahead. I've never gotten the free hotel, but so okay, you had to go to well, the timeshare. Well, why share. did you, you went to the, t- you, the only reason you go to the timeshare is to get some kind of reward. And, uh, normally I'm staying at a resort and they have the timeshare thing, and if you if you sit through it, they give you a $250 credit. So I sit there for four okay. hours, they give you the $250 credit, I go right to the bar and drink uh-huh. myself silly. That's my plan. <laughs> I don't know what your plan is, but go right ahead. Well, our, there's the end of story. We got a free night hotel room, beautiful thing, and we, we the next day we, fortunately it wasn't four hours, about an hour and a half. Okay. You're exactly right. Nodding your head, but there was amazing. Tons of people. Tons of people. Oh, yeah. 
And, and and right after our group, there was a whole other group that came in afterwards. Time sharing is huge. Well, everybody wants something for free in life, Coach. Everybody wants a deal. Everybody wants a bargain. And that's mm-hmm. where the timeshare picks at you. And then they do get some yeah, of those fine obviously people. Obviously, they do. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing those deals. No question about it. By the way, do you have any timeshares that you'd like to offer me, Coach, as a possible uh, mm-hmm. staying? I could uh, give you some cash that you're not getting, and then you could give me a spot to stay, and I could think about my future in that uh, location. Uh, the simple answer to that is no, but we will. Timeshare the next 25 minutes on the talkzone.com. Two guys and a mic. We're going to take a quick break. We are off topic as per always. We here at Two Guys and a Mic depend on you, the caller, to get us back on track. You want to talk some sports? Coach in the Carm right here for you. You can email us at mike2guys at aol.com. When we come back, Mark Carmen, we will analyze or analyze either one. The AP Male Athlete of the Year, and more importantly yesterday, they announced the Female Athlete of the Year. A few surprises along the way. AP's Female Athlete of the Year, among topics for discussion. David Olson, my bodyguard, our producer, takes it away back in about 40 seconds. Back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. And we are back on the TalkZone.com. Mark Carmen joining us here on a beautiful Wednesday in the fine city of Chicago. Ice storms predicted for tonight. So it's beautiful right now, not so beautiful coming up in a few hours. I know many of our listeners in the eastern and southeastern area, Mark, got... Uh, Hit hit pretty hard a couple of days ago. Hopefully they have shoveled their way out and things getting better. But uh, winter and its wrath have come upon us once again, Mr. Carmen. you got to toughen up. If you have problems with winter, you, you get out there, get that uh, shovel moving, use the salt. I don't want to hear the complaints, Coach. Get right out there and battle. <laughs> be a be a be a beacon mm-hmm. of strength in a vast wasteland of inequity yeah. for once in your career. <laughs> oh, wow. Nicely put. I'm... Nicely put. Hey, by the way, real quick, uh, you know, I was off the last two days. Beat the Schmoes football results from a football Friday, better late than nether. Uh, Brian Bauer, who was supposed to come in on Friday's show, uh-huh. was not able to make it. So David Olson, my bodyguard, our producer, filled in as a schmo, and you did a heck of a job, David. Two and one. That's better than anyone's ever done, pretty much, on Beat Let's the Let's not get carried away. The beautiful and lovely Paradise who I nominated, by the way, for Female Athlete of the Year. She didn't make the top five. Two and one for Paradise. I went two and one. None of the callers went three and oh. So, uh, Mark Carmen, once again, 
nobody has defeated the Schmoes, and we didn't go 3-0, and but overall for the Schmoes, not a bad uh, football prediction week. Shocking and uh, impressive all at the same time, Coach. Very nice job, and the Schmoes are stepping up. It's probably the off-season conditioning program. Thank you very much. Mark Carmen, a fine young man back in the day. Uh... <laughs> yes, Coach. Back in the day, Mark's uh, dad uh, you know, looked at his high school grades and just the way he acted in his early academic career and said he was a complete jackass, if I can say that word on the Internet. Strong, a strong complete word. jackass, and then Mark said, well, I'm going to go to college, and the dad said, well, why send you to college? You're going to spend four years of college instead of a jackass. You'll come out, you'll be a smartass. That's uh, one of your worst of all time, but I think that it's got potential if we work on it. Thank you very much. <laughs> 888-463-6748. The phone number we mentioned, Female Athlete of the Year. Associated Press came out with their... Uh, Boy, they're just dishing out awards left and right is the best of generation has come here the last week of the year. Of course, a couple of days ago, I don't know if you talked about it with No Stones, Malone's yesterday, but Jimmy Johnson did win. A little bit of controversy for uh, Associated Press male athlete of the year. And I guess some of the people arguing, Mark, you know, should a race car driver actually be considered an athlete? One thing you can't argue is the dominance of Jimmy Johnson in his particular sport. No, he definitely knows how to direct a car in a forward motion coach at a very fast rate, takes a nice left turn, and you're looking at me like you really think that mm-hmm. NASCAR guys are indeed athletes. Well, and again. And I understand that is a tremendous skill. Yeah. And this is coming from someone who can barely drive a car on the road and get in an accident at least mm-hmm. uh, you know once every three months. So I do respect the ability to uh, stay focused right. in a vehicle. Is it However, athletic or not? We could argue until the day is done and this show is done in 15 minutes. Your, your point well taken. I don't know if we can make it 15 minutes on it right now because I don't have a lot more to, to back it up with other than the fact that you're sitting down well, and you're turning a car. Well, but here's the other aspect. It's a lot more than that. And, and again, I'm speaking from instinct and the, not real knowledge, but what other sport, Mark? Yes. What other sport you can tell do me it's you hot in there? have a situation? Do you have to have that intense uninterrupted, high, high, high level of constant, of mental concentration. That's a very good point, Coach. Right? But I mean, Kobe Bryant gets a TV timeout every six minutes. Who mm. are the other nominees? Albert Pujols. You know, he can sit in the dugout and wait for his turn to be on deck, and then he starts kicking in the mental concentration. Roger Federer in tennis, you get a break, what, every two games? Yes. Where you it- sit down and gather yourself... I don't know for sure, but I'm, I'm taking a pretty good educated guess. You're driving 200 miles an hour against other drivers that are trying to pass you by, and your life is literally at stake. If you lose that concentration, I, in that alone, I have the utmost respect for NASCAR drivers. Well, we're not talking about lack of respect. I certainly appreciate what they do, and they deserve uh, everything they get in life, and it's, it's, uh, I'm, not, I'm not taking anything like that away from them. But, Coach, if you're talking about concentration being a criteria for being a great athlete, okay. I think now now we're getting into an yep. awful gray, borderline mm-hmm. charcoal area. I mean, is a, the guy that uh, does great at the game a doctor who's able to who's able to put the bone in the spot that's on the board game? Is he a great athlete? I you know I don't know. I like a, I like to me a great athlete is somebody who runs, jumps, yep. and does a multitude of things. Concentration, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I mean that's part of it, but I, okay. I you can't. Get me to the end of the earth. And, mm-hmm. Oh, he concentrated great for two hours. And I, I think I'm probably in the mo- minority on this, too. I think most people think that race car athletes or race car drivers are athletes. And mm-hmm. and, and they are to a certain degree. Yeah. But I'm not going to call them great athletes. Okay. Versus a basketball player, hockey mm-hmm. player. Um, 
someone of my talents, like, mm. I just can't get you to that level. Some, <laughs> somebody who can bury the jump shot and take it to the hole, I can't give it to you. Sorry. All right, yeah, just try playing some defense one of these days, will you please? I don't, it's um, overrated. Dirk Nowitzki is an NBA All-Star. He doesn't play D. Allen Iverson going to the Hall of Fame never played D. Why should I play D? You would have been outstanding yeah. back in the day the way Iowa girls basketball started in the state of Iowa. And what they used to do, and this shows you how far the girls, the ladies game, the women's game has come, it used to be six on six. Yeah, I remember. Remember? Yep. And they would divide the court half in court. half, and, and three of the players would play offense, and three would play defense, and you couldn't cross the half court line. That would be the game for you. You could literally take the ball to half court when the other team's got it on that side. You'd rest, have a beverage, and wait for your turn. Well, let me ask you this, Coach, because you do like to hammer on my defense, even though you've never really seen the effort that I give. But uh, you're probably, you know, your senses are sending you the way that I'm not, that I'm, I'm all about the glamour and the glory and not about the hard work. And you're probably right about that. But I do like a good D, particularly when somebody irritates me and I want to shut them down. If you were one of those girls, which end of the court would you have rather played? Offense. Thank you very much. Yep. Of course you would. Yep. So uh, everybody wants to put the ball in the buckets. There's a, you know the occasional guy. Everybody who says, I love playing defense, I don't like to score, you mm-hmm. know what that guy is or that girl is? It's because you can't score. It's because you're not good <laughs> enough to do it. So you focus on what you're good at. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But if you could put the ball in the bucket, you would not have the same sentiment. Mm-hmm. No question about it. Carmen and Coach here up until uh, 11 o'clock Central Time, 888-463-6748. Now, the Jimmy Johnson uh, Award was two days ago yesterday. Uh-huh. They gave the female nomination for AP Athlete of the Year top five from, uh, let's go from number five up to number one, Diana Tarazi, the great women's basketball player. Her team, I believe, winning the WNBA number five. Lindsey Vaughn. I've only seen highlights of her, but uh, we're going to see a lot more of her. The Winter Olympics coming up in Vancouver. I have not talked to our producer, David Olson. I don't know if we have plans. Are we going to be doing any remote shows? Will the show travel to Vancouver for the Winter Olympics, David Olson? Still working on it, Coach. A simple no would have sufficed. He's teasing me. He's like, well, it's a possibility. I was uh, talking with... Uh, Upper management here at the talk zone. Yes. And, uh, they think the, the Winter Olympics could be the springboard yes. for this show. Absolutely. So they're not sure about you though in that type of weather, whether you mm-hmm. at your advancing age could handle the climate change. So I think they're more concerned about me covering the women's pairs figure skating competition. That is the. That's the activity that I would certainly be focused in on. <laughs> I love a good pair of uh, focusing. Lindsey Vaughn is a downhill skier, correct? I have no idea. I've never heard of her. Well, like you a, had never heard of her? You need to get off the basketball, football, baseball page and read about the wonderful world of sports that is out there, including some of the individual sports. Number four, Lindsey Vaughn. You're going to read a lot about her dominant female downhill skier, I believe. At least I hope so. Kim Kleisters. <laughs> I have heard of Kim Kleisters. Kim Kleisters, number three. This is kind of odd because she only she came back this year, right? Kim Kleisters was struggling on the tennis court, had some issues, well, but came back strong, yes. Well, her issues, she didn't have issues. Her issues was she retired temporarily to have children. I believe she had some uh, uh, little nagging injuries as well, okay. Coach, but okay. Okay, and, and I do recall her coming back. I forget if it was the Wimbledon or the French Open. It was an amazing story, and she... You know, this would be like her first tournament back, you know, maybe win a match or two and get back on the floor. And she won. Remember that? I do. She won the whole darn tournament. Again, I'm not sure. I think it was Wimbledon, but uh, great story. But, as I recall, was just that one tournament. 
Well, winning, I don't recall Kim Clijsters dominating other tournaments. Winning a Grand Slam is not an easy accomplishment. Well, I coach. understand that, but there's a lot of great female athletes out there to go third for the year. Well, I think it's a great story, Coach. When you come back like that, it's a it's a tale, it's a trial, it's mm-hmm. a tribulation. You got to okay. give it up for Kim Clijsters. Okay. I can't believe you're trying to throw Clijsters under the bus. Are you done? You uh, you hate Clijsters. <laughs> you are flat out anti Clijsters. Number two, number two, and this is an interesting one, Zenyatta. Zenyatta. The great Philly, uh, who has undefeated and defeated all the top males in the Breeders' Cup. And interestingly, I would have thought they would have packaged Rachel Alexander. I don't know if you're a big horse racing guy. I happen to be uh, not huge, but I thoroughly enjoy or thoroughbredly enjoy the horse racing action. There were two phenomenal female horses this year, okay. both still undefeated against the males. How does They've that... never been beaten, Zenyatta and Rachel Alexander. Now, how does that work when they're put out to stud? Can you be a stud from the female side? Yes, you can. Yeah, but you and and what is the uh, length of the process of the uh, pregnancy, if you will? What is the life of a process? No, how long does it uh, from uh, a pregnancy yeah. for a horse? Yeah, do you have any I idea how long that goes? The uh, thoroughbredial gestation period is similar to the uh, human you situation. Do? You I, think you think it's close to a nine month? I'm, I'm feeling nine months. So now. The, does the female obviously command a less of a rate because the male can get going every day? Right. Whereas the female, you're once every nine month or yes, you know that's a struggling situation. And how long mm-hmm. are they fertile? How I, many? Yes. Uh, these are interesting questions. Yes. So clearly, I think you've answered one of the questions. The price for a male horse being sent out to stud will be significantly higher than the female horse only because of the. Rather sensitive logistics that you just talked about. You know what I think, Coach, is that <laughs> for great businessmen or great athletes, yes. why can't we implement the put-out-the-stud type of thing to the human race? Shouldn't the brilliant man who invented, like maybe the next guy that cures cancer, mm-hmm. shouldn't he be put out the stud? Why not put him out the stud? It's an interesting thought. Put him out to stud. Yeah. I, think, I think it's a great At move. At first, it's you know silly and ridiculous and funny, and you get a few laughs, but... Probably no one's laughing, but well, I, I find it. Nah, it, it, it. But when you go beyond that, you know, and you know what? It's actually a possible. That's a, you know, logistically possible thought. Michael Jordan's a single man right now. Uh-huh. Put him out to stud. Tiger Woods. I don't mean it to be. I didn't. I didn't try to throw yeah, it that yeah, way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Any and a most the most faithful person on the planet. Mm-hmm. But who has done something great? Why not? Why not mm-hmm. make that to the human race? I think that's going to be my contribution. Yeah, yeah it, you know, and I, I don't know if the government would ever uh, indoctrinate <laughs> that, but I know many females have taken uh, a little bit of that thought process. Well, right, right? when with certain uh, females who are married to certain males who are unable to provide the necessary goods, they have to go and figure out uh, which goods to go get right why not go for the top of the line mm-hmm. goods why uh you know why go carmen when you can uh, go top of the line mm-hmm. you know there's nobody banging down my door <laughs> i know that i know that i know the phone is not run for that one <laughs> put them out to stud another topic on the talk show <laughs> at any rate does then yet i don't know if you're shocked or not but a horse yes number two female athlete of the year and i have no problem with that she was a dominant the only problem i have is rachel alexandra was not included therein well, Coach, sometimes things in life you got to get over them, and that's a little bit of a slight, but it's Number okay. Number one. Yes. Number one. Another, uh, we mentioned Kim Kleister's on the comeback trail. She had dropped a little bit. She's back on top of the tennis world. Serena Williams wins the AP Female Athlete of the Year, Mark Carmen. I know you are both shocked and dismayed. I am a little... Uh- how many tournaments did Serena win this year? What was the record on Serena? Do you have that in front of you? I'm going to say two. 
Two. You're not just, sure if it's true, but I'm going to say it. We're getting the gist. Two. See, I can say it. Serena, it's interesting that she got that award. Number one, you would think on her tirade alone, she would have been disqualified. I mean, now, that being said, I, I do endorse that tirade mm. to a certain degree because that was a ridiculous call. The footfall, if people recall, uh, it was in, close to a match point, if, and uh, she was ruled for a footfall, which was not a footfall at that point in the match, which she had never been called for, and Serena threatened to take the tennis ball and uh, do something very violent with it to the <laughs> line judge and was fined an exorbitant amount of money, even for Serena Williams. Well, probably not for her, but around $100,000, which mm-hmm. is... Not, doesn't sound like nothing, even if you're making uh, millions of dollars. But uh, the athlete of the year, huh? Serena Williams. I'm a little surprised, but mm-hmm. congratulations to her and the Williams family. I don't know how Venus feels about that. I'm sure she's supporting her sister, but on some level, it's got to bother her. There's your top five female athletes of the year. Associated Press also is a busy day for the Associated Press. Been a busy week. I don't know who and or what the Associated Press is, but they're working hard. College football player of the year, the first time in many a year, Mark Carmen. They named a D. Defensive player, the player of the year, not a Kansu, or not a Husu, uh-huh. or it could be Natakesu. Let's just say the defensive lineman with the last name Sue for Nebraska. Uh, not the defensive player of the year, but Associated Press's college football player of the year. Congratulations to Nata King. Well, it's been a great year for Nata. I uh, have no idea. That's a great job by him over there in Nebraska. Good school <laughs> of the Cornhuskers. And... I'll, by the time the next show comes around that I'm in here on, Coach, which, by the way, is Monday with No Stones Malone, mm-hmm. I will have full details on whoever you just mentioned. Outstanding. Outstanding. You want to check in? Still time to sneak in a couple of quick calls, but you got to do it quick. Show winding up here, 888-463-6748. The phone number again, 888-463-6748. Two guys in a mic rambling through a sports talk show here for a few more minutes on the docket tonight. Mark, uh, they got the Poinsettia Bowl coming up, and also we mentioned college basketball. Lots of games out there, but... Uh, even to our non-Illinois or Missouri listeners, the Border War game, Illinois and Missouri, worth a watch. ESPN 2 tonight, 8.30 Central. Should be some quality college hoops. Do you have the broadcasters? Who's on the call tonight of that Illinois-Missouri game? Do not know. Don't have that one. Brett Musburger being flown in for that Love one? Love of Brett Musburger. Jay Billis? Yes. Outstanding. Fantastic. Steve Lavin. I, you know, you can criticize the announcers all you want. I think 85% of them. Mm-hmm. Are really really good. I think the the color announcers and the play by play guys the last five seven years have really improved a lot. A lot of guys I really enjoy. How about a Jim Nance? Does he do it for you? No, Nance doesn't not do it bad. For you. But you know, it's just it's time for Jim Nance to move on. Jim Nance should move on. Yeah, top of the ladder. He moved on from a long standing marriage. Now it's time to move move on from somewhere else. Nance got divorced. He did indeed. Are you sure about that? No. Okay, I'm just making sure that <laughs> making sure that we're not. Uh, but I do know there was there was news, there was controversy. Did it end out in a divorce? I believe it did. But I know uh, some marital situational problems with a James Nance. Marital situational problems. Problems. Yes. Well, I don't want to jump into that uh, sombrero, if you will, Coach. Mm-hmm. But moving along to great announcers, do you think it's time for Dick Enberg to hang it up? Yes, you do. I love Still him. enjoy him, but uh, it, you know what? It's time to hang it up. Why? You know yeah. that he just took the, uh, I think the San, San Diego, Diego Padres. Padres announcing job. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Vin Scully at the age of eighty-seven signed on for another year with the L.A. Dodgers. Dick Enberg at the age of seventy-five 
signs on with the San Diego Padres, I was shocked. Oh, my. I love him. Fantastic. Yeah. Maybe a little bit past it, but, mm-hmm. Coach, think about yourself at 75. When the Padres come calling, you'll say yes. I'll, be, I'll be, probably be watching eight more high school basketball games at some uh, tournament somewhere. I, I interviewed last night, Coach, a man by the name of Ken Kraft. Do you know who that is? Yeah, a great wrestling coach, athletic director, Northwestern University, one of the Hall of Famers in the coaching world. Look at that. Just like snap a finger, name a name, <laughs> Coach nails it. I don't know why I brought up Ken Kraft, but you're talking about being an older fellow. Ken is not uh, as young as he once was, if you mm-hmm. will. And he's still out there mm-hmm. all the time at Northwestern Games, taking him in basketball, wrestling, football, mm-hmm. whatever it is, and a beautiful man. So, Coach, I think that's something for you to shoot for. Beautiful. You've been around the game a long time now. Mm-hmm. When? How old were you when you – what was your first coaching gig? 16. As a 16-year-old? Little League Baseball. You already knew at 16 you had no chance. Yes. That's Okay. <laughs> And when was your first high school coaching As gig? As Clint Eastwood once said in a great famous movie line, you've got you got to know your limitations. I discovered mine at an early age, and those who can do, those who can't, coach. Now, when you were, when was the first high school gig? Can you recall that? Yeah, well, May, uh, Maine East girls basketball. No, Niles West boys basketball. Niles West boys basketball. How old were you? Freshman B. You got to coach freshman B one year. Yep. Right? Yeah, absolutely. You have to do that. You haven't lived in the coaching world until you've coached freshman B boys basketball. How old were you? And played a Saturday morning game at 9 in the morning with like three parents in the stand. How old? Yeah. 25, maybe. 25 going freshman B. Yeah. Did you Make run? Make this questioning quick because we got to wind up the show. Last one for you. What kind of offense did you run? Can't remember. All right. We want to thank everybody for joining us, the semi-dysfunctional show, but that's what we do here, sports talk and more on the talkzone.com. We'll do it again. Or, Mark, what is your line? I'm not sure what we did today. It was another brutal performance, but I think that it uh, at least was an effort that you have to respect on some level, But we and we don't have any clue what we just said, and we probably could never do it again, but we'll try. Tomorrow. Soon. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening. Coach in the Carm, two guys in a mic, talk zone. Dot com. See you tomorrow.